Hey everyone, I'm Greg Lambert, and this is the In Seclusion podcast miniseries. We've used the phrase, the new normal, to define the period after the Lehman Brothers collapse as businesses and society adjusted to the Great Recession. There's a new, new normal coming our way that I think will have an even more profound effect on how we look at work, home, and our ability to balance and blend the two. I talk with someone today who also sees us as coming out of this pandemic with a different view on how we provide services. Well, Michelle, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me today. Thanks for having me, Greg. Michelle Cosby is the director of the Law Library and Associate Professor of Law at Temple University and the current president of the American Association of Law Libraries. She joined me on Sunday, March 22nd for this interview. You know, we're almost a couple of weeks into this now. I want you to look back at when all of the coronavirus, COVID-19, when did you see this was going to be a problem and going to disrupt uh, the university and the law school? I would say it was probably the second week of March. We had a early spring break at Temple, so our spring break was the first week of March, and I had seen that several universities were going to extend their existing spring breaks, and then I was thinking, huh, we've already had spring break, so how are we going to handle this? And you heard um, whispers of deep pleading happening and people preparing with Zoom training. So that's about when I thought this will be a, a problem for us at my university. What was it that the university, did they extend initially? Did they just extend the spring break or had you already come back? We had already come back. So we started uh, online classes on a Monday. Now it seems like it was so long ago. I don't remember which Monday it was, but um, the students got surveyed to see if they had the technology to attend class online. And if not, they um, met with IT to get help for that. And all of our faculty got Zoom training. Then all of a sudden, we are now a online law school. Hmm. We've talked with uh, law professors about how they're teaching their courses online, but what about the law library? What What is it that you're doing to make sure that students and the professors and administration had the support that they need from the library? So there were a couple of things. First, um, we wanted to support any student worker who no longer wanted to work because what was going on, either they wanted to social distance or they were moving back home and they didn't live close to Temple. So any of our student workers for the law library that didn't want to continue on during the time we were still open were allowed to, you know, leave. Mm. And if they, you know, summer or their next year, if they're not seniors or third year law students, they're welcome to come back. So we lost a couple that way. So that required us to change our library hours. We reduced them from Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m., to 10 p.m., we reduced them from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and then Fridays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then closed on the weekends. But we also wanted to meet needs of, again, people who wanted to social distance, whether faculty or students. So the librarians also took Zoom training, and we started offering consultations with the reference librarians via Zoom or through phone or email, whatever way people felt most comfortable getting those services. Mm -hmm. um, 
lot more, a lot more cleaning supplies, a lot of Clorox wipes, a lot of hand sanitizer. And you could begin to see when it was hard to get hand sanitizer because we had a gigantic gallon of hand sanitizer and people would come and fill up their individual bottles with, with it. Uh. Um, so that happened. Uh, we also started to increase our presence of our online research guides. So again, people could go there first if they didn't want to come in. But then people started shutting down interlibrary loans. So that also impacted some of our services because we have a good use of that service. Are there plans to just completely shut the library down and go completely remote? Yes. So on Thursday, um, what was Thursday? The 19th. That was the last day we were open physically. Mm. So we closed at 6 p.m. that day. So since so we've had one day where we've been completely remote. Um, we have been fortunate that several legal vendors are working with students to allow them electronic access to their ebooks because that's probably the print material we circulate most is casebooks for the students' classes. Mm. And a lot of our study aids, which is the other big print circulated item for us, they are now available online. So we just redirected students on where to get that information. So I've worked um, closely with our uh, Dean of Students to help make that happen too, to help inform the students that what was going on. We also posted it to social media. Hmm. And I've gotten a few questions along the way, but for the most part, it seems to be working right now. What, what do you think over the next, uh, let's say this extends on through the rest of the semester, what are your anticipated demands going to be on on the library as we get closer to the end of the semester? I think there will be, again, there are some print study aids that we don't have electronically. So if there's any way we can facilitate that, whether it's a trial, whether if we go ahead and purchase something, that might happen. But also... One realistic thing we're going to have to deal with is uh, print material that we do get, whether or not people use it, backing up and having a lot of mail we have to go through. Yeah. So that's something I also see happening. And then people who just enjoy using the library as a space for study. I mean, from working from home, after a while, I get tired of looking at my four walls and I want to look somewhere else. And I'm sure if you're studying, you can get that feeling too. Mm-hmm. Do most of the Temple students, do they live off campus? Yes, they live off campus, most of them. So they usually will come in, go to class, and stay in between classes in the library, mm. and then go home at the after their last class. Have you, have you heard any issues that the students are having as far as connecting to the services that the university is providing? Yeah, so we use Zoom, and... Zoom, the way it's set up for right now, will automatically record the classes. So because so many classes are being recorded, we are experiencing a delay in students getting those recordings if they needed it. So it's a 24-hour delay on that. Hmm. Um, And then just general growing pains of learning a new service, learning how to mute yourself, learning how to navigate the Zoom software, both for students and the faculty. I want you to switch hats here just for a second, because you're not just the director 
for the Temple Law Library. <laughs> You're also <laughs> the president of the American Association of Law Libraries. And now we had talked with uh, with Vani Ngapin earlier, and she kind of laid out some things as far as how you're postponing some things and uh, you're keeping an eye on the annual conference in July in New Orleans. But I want to give you a chance. Is there, what's kind of been the demands on you during this time as far as your leadership with the association? I think keeping the membership adequately informed on what it is we are doing. So we did start a COVID-19 page that we're keeping updated and I put out a couple of e-briefings and I plan to put out another one at the beginning of April. We've also heard members and we have extended the early bird deadline from May 15th to June 15th to register for the annual meeting. Um, a lot of people right now have travel restrictions and having that month cushion time can help them plan um, for when things get back to normal. And we also extended the deadline for scholarships and grants because a lot of people won't apply if they don't know if they can go to the annual meeting. So we extended that deadline again, hoping that gives people some flexibility on when they apply for that. In addition to postponing some things, the board meeting in April will be virtual and the nominations committee, which will be happening this week will also be virtual. But I just want to let folks know this is a one time because of this crisis. We, we value those in-person meetings and hopefully can get back to that soon. Yeah. As uh, someone who's going to have to do the uh, virtual nominations committee, uh, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I wanted to, to finish this by asking, is there anything that you see as this goes on? And I I can think of a number of issues, especially that, that face uh, law schools, such as there may not be an LSAT taken this summer or this spring graduation, what happens to that, um, pass-fail on the uh, grading system. What are you seeing, or what do you think might catch some of your peers off guard as this extends on through the rest of the semester and maybe even into the summer? I think there's a couple of things. One thing that I've learned with my work from home setup is ergonomics actually do matter. Um, I think after doing this for um, not even a full week for myself, having the right place to sit, having your computer, your laptop at the right height matters because you're still working. I One of my colleagues told me that she still has to get dressed for work every day. Otherwise, she doesn't get into work mode. So things like that still matter. Thinking about the future of how this will shape our incoming class, will we end up having a smaller class because of that? And if so, how do we handle that again? I think we might be good at handling that because of when law school applications dropped after the economic downturn. So we probably can handle that okay. Another thing I think is knowing that people can adapt in an emergency, just fears of something becoming the new normal that shouldn't be the new normal. So I don't have an exact example of what that could be, but it's just something I think about and what can that do to the quality of services we provide to people down the road? Mm, yeah. Um, and, and one little additional question, since you, you kind of talked about the new normal, do you have any projections on things that might permanently change? 
Yeah, I think if we can offer good virtual reference services, I think that leaves less fear of their not having a physical librarian present. So the time this really matters, especially for my law library, is during conference season. So we all might go to AAWL, we all might go to Cali, and just letting people know we can still offer you great services even though we're not physically on site. So that could be a positive change and then someone doesn't have to sacrifice not going to a conference to stay and manage the home front. All right. Well, Michelle, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Greg. Thanks again to Michelle Cosby for talking with me. Remember, we may all be in seclusion, but we're in this together. In Seclusion is now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. You can reach out to me on Twitter at at Glambert. In Seclusion is produced by Janice Anderson. The music is from Jerry David DeSica. I'll see you tomorrow.